Welcome to Behind the Bob, Diary of the Comms Director with me, Carrie-Anne Wade. This podcast is all about developing communications leaders of the future and supporting you to grow and thrive in your comms career. You'll hear from me about my experiences and insights, and there might even be a special guest or two popping up. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Behind the Bob. I'm sure you will be as pleased as me to hear that it's one of those episodes where we have a special guest. They're definitely my favourite when I get to have a conversation with some amazing communicators. And in this episode, I'm speaking to the fabulous Shamima, who I met maybe a year or so ago, perhaps a bit longer. Shamima's nodding her head, so that sounds about right through the Thrive programme. And I've been so impressed by your work, Shamima, in the comms space that I wanted to invite you onto the podcast. So thank you so much for joining. Did you want to say hello and introduce yourself, Shamima? Thank you so much for having me and for the kind words. Hello, everybody. My name's Shamima. I'm a Senior Comms and Engagement Manager at Chelsea Westminster NHS Foundation Trust. Like Carrie ann said, I met her about a year ago and she's changed my life for the better. so that's just a, a nice polite nod to carry on. So yeah, so I've been working at Chelsea for the last year and a half, almost two years. And before that, I worked at a mental health trust as a communications officer. And prior to working in the NHS, I did a work, a, a little bit of work in the private sector in both legal editorial and uh, B2B publishing. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for the kind words. I feel like I might cry a little bit. Thank you. That's very kind. And thank you for sharing a little bit about your background and what you're doing at the moment. As you will know if you've listened to any of these um, other episodes of the podcast, we like to find out a little bit about people's careers and you've given us a, a taster about what you've what you've done in your career so far. But would you like to tell us a little bit more about your career um, as a communications professional today? So I actually came into communications in around 2019 and it was baptism by fire. I joined, I think, about two months before COVID hit. So I was working in NHS comms. It was all very lovely, sunshine and rainbows before COVID. And then COVID hit and I was thrown into the deep end. And honestly, I've not looked back. I worked in mental health for two years, helping support with the COVID vaccine rollout. Then I moved over to Chelsea and I've been helping support on various comms, both internal and external. And I've loved every single second of it. Oh, it's so good to know that that you've um you've loved it so far, despite it being at probably one of the most challenging times the NHS has faced ever in its yeah. history. So that absolutely was a baptism of of fire for you, I'm sure. Um, I'm intrigued to know because you mentioned other areas that you've worked in prior to the NHS, and you've talked a little bit about the various things that you've done um uh, to date in your NHS comms career. But what was it that attracted you to work in public sector communications? Yeah, so as cliche as it sounds, before I worked in the NHS, I did have really interesting jobs. They were they were good jobs. I was good at it. I was earning a decent salary, but I never felt like I was gaining any sort of fulfillment from it. And for me, fulfillment leads to joy. I've always wanted to do something that has bigger ramifications, something that has lasting impact on other people. I'm very much a people person, and I find real joy in working with people from all walks of life. The public sector offered me just that. I'm fortunate enough to work with colleagues from all over the world and I get to support them and the public in a role that I'm truly passionate about. So that's probably what's drawn me into this sort of role. I love that. And it's it seems evident from both what I know of you prior to you coming on this podcast, but also from the conversations I've had with other communicators that 
desire to have an impact and do good and make positive, help people to make positive change feels like something that is a big attraction to people working in the NHS. So it's interesting that you say that in terms of your NHS role. I'm intrigued to know whether for you, you feel like there's been anything that's been a barrier to your career to date in communications or more broadly in the public Mm -hmm. sector. So before I joined public sector comms, I had very little knowledge about it and the lack of diversity and um, lack of diversity within it. So I think that was a bit of a blessing in disguise for me. Um, Personally, I have a bit of a tendency to get into my own head with things. And I can often be quite negative about my own skills and my own abilities. And I think if I knew how little diversity was in public sector comms before I joined, it would really make me question if I belong or if this is a suitable career path for me. I've been really fortunate enough to be surrounded by really great, encouraging comms leaders throughout my career who really guided me and have sought to get the best out of me. So I'm sure this isn't the answer that you were hoping for, but apart from my own self-doubt, I think I've been really fortunate enough to not come across many barriers in my career so far. Um, no, do you know what? It's funny, isn't it, that um, that we assume that there might be certain ways that people will answer that question, but it's absolutely lovely to hear that you've had supportive leadership and you've been nurtured and supported to develop in your role. And I think that's a real positive to, to take away yeah. from that conversation. But it's also interesting to me that you mentioned self-doubt because it's something, again, that many of the communicators either that I work with or that have been on the podcast so far have all said in response in one way or another to that question. I think a couple of people I've interviewed have said, labelled it imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I know people have views about what imposter syndrome is, but it feels like that's to do with that kind of confidence and self-belief. So it's interesting that for you, that feels like something that that could be a potential barrier but that you haven't let be one yet yeah that's quite intriguing to hear and I wonder if it's related to to the type of people we attract in our profession that we perhaps seem to doubt our own selves sometimes and get in our own way have you got any have you got any Mm -hmm. thoughts about how you've managed to get out of your own head I know you've said that not maybe not being as versed in some of the issues around Mm -hmm. the comms profession in public sector and diversity probably was helpful for you but do you have any tips you can share with others about how you can manage some of that self-doubt when it creeps in? Yeah so imposter syndrome is definitely how I would describe myself I've got really bad imposter syndrome and um, I'm really lucky that not only do I have really good supportive uh, network of peers but I've also got a really supportive family who often tell me like snap out of it you're great at what you do and often I find if I'm in a at a point in my work working day where I'm feeling like I'm rubbish at what I'm doing or I'm not having a good day or I just feel like I'm useless I find it really cathartic to write down all of the things that I've achieved big and small so if I've organized a big event or if I've managed to do a nice story with the media or anything like that writing it down and keeping that list because often you forget about all the work that you do and then having that as a a list that you can refer back to when you're feeling like oh I'm rubbish at my job or I don't do enough or whatever it is um and it's a really nice way to keep track of all the things you do but also to just remember that you do a lot and stop being so hard on yourself because I have to find that I'm probably my biggest problem myself um, and I think that's really helpful to have that written down yeah we're we're all uh, our own worst critics aren't we I think Mm -hmm. um, that we get in our own way and I love that you have some practical things that you do um, to help you with that and celebrating those achievements and successes no matter how big or small is a 
a really important part of that and I'm sure that would be a a useful tip definitely for people who are are listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, You mentioned leadership in terms and support not only from obviously you've mentioned your family but in that work setting as well so you've shared with us a tip for managing imposter syndrome yourself but is there anything you think other people could do or how can we manage some of those barriers that you've described facing in your career is there anything you think we could do differently so I think like you you said leadership people in leadership have a really important role to play in terms of who joins cons and who can develop and succeed in it and I think they have a really they can make a really big difference in the outlook that they play for someone looking to enter a career in public sector comms. So I think it genuinely to be kind and encouraging. You never know, you might be working with a future leader and you just don't know. And kindness is the best way forward, I say. And nurturing people and trying to get the best out of them is always worked for me. I've only ever done well in my career when I've been surrounded by people who are kind and nurturing, build people up and support them. Our differences make us who we are and is our duty to reflect that in our workforce. So that was probably be my words of wisdom to anyone thinking about how they can help. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And I hope it's not going to make you feel awkward if I say that you role model all of those things yourself. I know oh, thank you. <laughs> in the way that you operate with the people that you work with and, and the people that you manage. So it's lovely that you live the things that you feel are important in terms of helping to, to nurture and develop people. I That's think leaders fine. also need to remember that we role model into our teams and organisations, don't we? So actually being really aware of how we're operating, I think in that leadership space is important. So we've talked a little bit about barriers and we are going to come on to a bit more conversation, I think probably about diversity, but I'm keen particularly as you said, you joined the NHS just in time for COVID to hit and it feel like Mm -hmm. a very different sort of of NHS. But what have been some of the highlights of your public sector comms career so far? Because we've talked about celebrating successes. So I'd love to know what some of your highlights have been. Yeah. So I think um, the progression that I've made in comms has probably been my career highlight in general. I'm really lucky to have moved quite quickly within public sector comms. I'm the communications lead for our hospital. And if someone told me five years ago that's the position I would be, I'd probably laugh at them. Actually, I probably wouldn't laugh at them because that's quite mean. But I I would have thought it was a joke. I wouldn't have thought in a million years I would be able or capable enough to take on such a big role. But also at the same time, I really enjoy what I do every day. And I think that's a real blessing. A lot of people go into work and they just do it because they have to. But I've really found true joy in what I do, but also doing something that I'm passionate about. So I think the position I'm in now is probably my career highlight and being where I am now probably is. And during this entire time that I've been in public comms, I've been able to showcase and champion all the incredible work that staff do. And that's what I love the most, being able to showcase all of the incredible work they do, because honestly, sometimes it gets overlooked. Um, and being that person that can sprinkle a bit of fairy dust on top of it, um, I think is really lovely. And I don't think we should ever underestimate the role that communicators play in educating, informing, advising and sharing not only the challenging things that have come through things like the, the pandemic, but also that really good stuff about building that trust and getting people to understand what it is that our colleagues in the NHS do every day that wouldn't happen without roles like ours so I think it's really great that you recognize that but not only recognize it but it makes you happy and it's something that brings you joy in your role why would you because you've talked about joy and um, Mm -hmm. you've talked about some of 
the challenges um, in your career. But why would you encourage communications professionals to consider a career in the public sector over maybe any other sector that they could choose? Yeah, I think comms in general, but specifically to public sector, if you're a people person who enjoys variety in their work, someone who loves to build people up, someone who enjoys telling an engaging story, then public sector comms is for you. It's really varied. It's a rewarding career and it offers you the opportunity to support and make a difference for the public, both big and small. You can really make a difference in a person's life. And I find that really incredibly rewarding. And if you're the type of person that wants to do something that is rewarding, then you should definitely go for it. I love that. Thank you. And you mentioned a bit before about kind of leadership development and support. And I think there's sometimes a misconception that working in the public sector, you maybe don't get some of the career opportunities that you might get in the private sector or you might not progress as quickly or get that kind of level of development and support. So What's your experience of that been like in terms of public sector comms? I actually think it's been the opposite. So because I've worked in the private sector and the public sector, I I find that the opportunities to develop and educate myself have been immense since being in the NHS. I think maybe that's down to having really good leadership or having a team that's really supportive of professional growth. But nobody shies away from it. If you want to do something, you ask. There's no, oh, I don't know whether they'll laugh at me or whatever. Ask the question. If they can do it for you, I found in my own experience that has worked. I find that in the private sector, I've never really had any opportunities to learn or train or develop. It's just the nine to five job. So yeah, I think it's actually probably been better in public than private. Interesting. And I I was checking that out because having been in public sector comms myself for 18 years, I'm like, maybe I'm off the mark with my thinking. There's lots of opportunities to develop, but it's nice to hear it from someone who is fresher into their um, public sector comms career than me. Thank you. Sorry. I know that was a slight digression from what we probably planned to talk about, but I was just interested to, to know your thoughts on that. Are you a communications professional who would like to feel more confident in your career choices? Perhaps you'd like to be more intentional in the way you approach your work life. Our Cat's Pajamas Thrive Programme is a 12-week structured online programme that supports communications professionals to grow and thrive. It's a safe space for discussion, action and accountability, all with the aim of helping you to thrive as a communicator and as a leader. The next Thrive programme starts on the 1st of September and if you'd like to find out more or reserve your place on the programme, visit the website, catch up with us on the socials or drop us a line. We talked a little bit earlier about diversity and you mentioned belonging and the fact that maybe you might have got inside your own head a bit when you were applying for a job if you had realised perhaps that there are issues with kind of diversity and representation in our profession. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts, Shamima, about what you think we could do to encourage more diversity within the communications profession. So the organisation that I work in is extremely diverse in terms of the patients that we serve, but also the workforce that we cover. And I think personally, this has been a huge advantage to me. As an ethnic minority, I can offer a new insight into how people think, what may be important to others, and also a person that patients and staff may be more comfortable speaking to. I, I think people from a diverse background need to maybe stop thinking about why being different is a hindrance to them and flip it on its head and think about why being different makes them special. 
and use that to their advantage. Our differences make us who we are and we can't change that. So I think why dwell on the things that we can't change and create barriers for ourselves, but be positive and be true to yourself and own it and use that to push you forward in your career. I love that. Thank you. Shamima, if you knew somebody who was considering a career in public sector communications and they were a bit on the fence, umming and ahhing whether to go for it, what advice might you give them based on your experience to date? Yeah, so I would say be their true self. Don't hold back. Don't dwell on what other people can do. You can only show your true self. No one's going to know who you are unless you showcase the best of yourself. So I think put your best foot forward. Think about what makes you great at what you do and just showcase that. I think if you dwell on what other other people are doing, that's your own hindrance. You've got nothing to lose with applying for a job. If you don't get a job, you don't get it. But I think go for it and see what happens. Because honestly, I went for a role in comms. I had no real comms experience and someone took a chance of me and I've not looked back. And I'm really, I'm forever grateful for it. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Shamima. And one of the questions I wanted to come back to and just talk a little bit about was around those barriers. And I know you said barriers for you have been things that you've put put there and you've stopped yourself potentially from progressing because of your own internal barriers. But do you think there is anything that we could be doing um, that would help to reduce barriers for others in terms of taking that step into our profession? Yeah. So I think on a personal level, someone who's questioning it, I would say surround yourself with allies, uh, people who want to support you, build you up and help you develop. I wouldn't want, I don't think you should dwell on others and their career trajectory. Everyone's different. Work on yourself and your goals. It's easy to get sucked into office politics and other things and how other people are progressing. And that can lead to a, re- a lot of negative self-doubt really negative mindset so do what you can to support yourself and enjoy the work that you do and that will help you shine I find the work that I enjoy the most is the best type of work I do and if there are areas of work that you don't enjoy which everyone has consider why that is is it because you don't feel confident enough in it and address that head-on so look for additional training that can help you but I think you need to be your own change. I don't. I think it's great to surround yourself with good people, but you need to make that positive change yourself. Oh, Shamima, that's such good advice for people who are listening, <laughs> for sure. And there is something, isn't there, in there about you have to really want it. And I think I think I'm always really impressed by how much you invest in developing your own self and growing and developing as a professional and as a leader. And it's been an absolute yep. privilege to see some of your journey so far and I know there'll be greater things to come in this space as well so you'll definitely want to watch Shamima thank you (laughs) please please do keep going with encouraging others to develop themselves and challenge themselves as well because I think that's a really important part of of growing in the profession I've really appreciated you giving us some of your insight and sharing your journey today is well, there any for having me oh thank you for coming you're so welcome and I'm sure we might be back uh interviewing you again in a few years time when you've <laughs> taken your next step in your career trajectory and we'll be we asking you. we'll be asking for your advice for communicators who want to follow in your footsteps thank you so much um for sharing today and spending the time being part of the podcast and good luck with whatever adventures lie ahead for you in your comms career and thank you for all you do to support and encourage other communicators to be the best selves because I think you do that really well so thank you Shanima. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Bog. 
I'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a rating or a review. You can also engage with me over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at catspjs underscore UK. Catch up soon.